0: So much better this way, yeah, yeah, so much better your way. Come on, take it up right now, yeah. hallelujah, you have saved me, so much better your way. I have a witness, come on, say i hey.
1: this first forum of 2023 and our and our land of family who are listening this evening and, we, and I want to charge you and employ you to make a demand on God regarding what you want to see out of what you get every Wednesday with doing As Beth said during the just and, you know, we're doing to a crossover, everybody says, you know, New Year, New me, and all of that, but actually, if you listen back to the crossover, the surface rep- specified it, it really taught us the, the difference and the sensitivity of this particular season and this particular kind of year. So, I don't want us to just start like the world starts, and you know, we say we're going to do things by the 10th of January, we're back to our old habits or we're back to things as usual. But I want us to understand that we are in a new season, we're in a new time. And I want us to commit to doing things, to being one, intentional. Not to get comfortable in or familiar with the routines, with what we do on a Sunday, what we do on a Wednesday, our watches on a, at 6 a.m., at 12 noon. Let's throw familiarity out the window this year. Let's throw a familiarity starting tonight. And let's ask for something different.
0: God had
1: a better way. Let's ask for something different. Let's commit to being different.
0: You can stay on the floor. You can stay here if you
1: want to stay. You just sit here. And if you need the strength, you if you need the strength of God to do that and to, to freedom, be committed and to be consistent, ask for that, you see. You are now free,
0: you are. He's called you to liberty. Uh, he's called you to freedom. He's I want us to, to be I say his us, we're way talking He's called you to liberty. Be intentional. He's called you to freedom. He's called you to liberty. Oh, his way is better. His way is better. His be way intention. is better. Call me to liberty, yeah. He's called me to freedom.
2: He's called me to heal. Of the
0: church,
1: he's called me to We do not put you in a box. But we say, do what you want to do. Come and say it until you
0: are sure, come and say it.
1: Do it your way. Do it your way.
0: way. I I want
1: us to have conversations individually, wherever you are. Whether you're driving, if you're listening to me, whether you're at home. We'll do all the the, the shandering and everything, but I really do feel that God wants to have a one-to-one conversation with you right now. And the question is, what will you do differently? That's the question what will you do differently I have notified he God has notified through his servant that this is a year not like any other this is a year of transactions. this is a year of action this is a year whereby God may come to you in the still small voice and it might not always be through the big corporate encounters but there's a level there's a higher level he wants to take us to and there's a sensitivity that he wants us to have so the question is what will you do differently because if you're waiting to find God in the places you found him before that might not necessarily cut it this year if you're hoping that the patterns that you that you did last year or that you're used to doing is what will get you to where you need to so better, get to this year. You might want so
0: to thought it much that.
1: Even the your way, way you're maybe used to being led into prayers so might be different, but there's God. That's God. Sometimes we hide behind the theatrics. It was it was interesting because on the, on Sunday when we had our first general assembly, if you remember, Rev was was praying to God and ministering through song. And sometimes, if you notice, a lot of us wanted just to jump and continue singing the song. Why? Because we were wired or we are wired to you know somebody starts singing one line and we sing the next right that's how we do things that's what we do in church but actually I hear are you ready to do things differently are you ready to be different are you ready to allow me to recalibrate you in in different ways to enable you to govern the way I want you to govern this year so right now it's a prayer to God individually, start having a conversation with your father, start having a conversation with your God, start having that conversation right now. Don't hide behind the music, don't hide behind the tongues, don't hide behind this is how I do things but genuinely right now wherever you are whether you can do this driving you can do this if you're at home but if you are in a place whereby you can put 110% of your concentration on God let's do that because understand who it is you are speaking to so if you are at home and you're doing you're listening to this while washing the dishes or something else put that down put that down cuz already you're 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 falling into your habits right you're falling into your habits but right now in this place we're coming to the king and we're asking change me continually renew my mind. You can't govern the way God wants you to if you're doing it from your flesh, from your perspective, from your wisdom and from your knowledge. But you're asking God for his. This is the year of governance and governing. God, would you not wanna govern the wrong way? Because we understand that at this point, the stakes are too high. When you govern something, it means that you have a seat and a level of authority that has been granted to you. God has given us seats as a house this year. Hence why he has declared it our year of governance and governing and God we do not want to govern the wrong way as individuals and as a house there's too much at stake there's too much at stake father help us renew our mind Rev said something that I want to repeat. He said, if you're used to hearing something in January and, and, and then just kind of not committing your time to it, he said, give this year, dedicate this year. If you want to go back to whatever you're doing next year, that might be up to you. But this year, say, God, I give you this year. I give you this year be intentional be intentional father we are asking God for your wisdom we're asking for your strength oh God to govern this year Father God take over our minds take over our actions take over our emotions It's one thing to be given a seat, but you know seats can also be lost. You hear me, given a seat, but you can also lose it. And part, even if we look in our natural world, part of when you're looking at our governments, how do parties lose their seats? It's because the way they're governing, people are saying actually no 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 this isn't this isn't what we appointed you for you're not governing correctly so we will replace you with another God's agenda on the earth is too important God's agenda for the earth is too important he's given us a seat to govern? Will you lose your seat to another? Will you lose your seat to another? Kingdom culture, we have been given a seat. Will you give up your seat? Will you lose your seat? Sorry, will you lose your seat to another? Will you lose your seat to another? And in case you don't, we don't realize the magnitude of losing a seat. Once you've lost your seat to your influence, the ability you have to to make change, the ability that your voice has to influence on earth. But also in the heavens, diminishes your ability to govern and your influence regarding the things on earth, but in heaven also is compromised. Father, we will use our seats the way. And we will go the way you have called us to this year. Father, the purpose for those seats that you have given us to will be accomplished. We will not lose our seats to another. We will not lose our seats to another. So God, we are intentional this year. Help us, oh God. Quicken our mortal bodies. Water, 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 water. For we know that creation earnestly awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. So, God, we take our place, we take those seats, oh God, and we pray for the ability to govern the way you have called us to govern this year. It's not church as usual. It's not business as usual. It's not a new year. It's not January, new year, new me. But God, changes from the inside out. Change us from the inside out. Thank you, God.
3: wherever you are would you lift your voice and say no one else will take my seat open your mouth and pray say i will not lose my seat to another can i get some more juice on this i will not lose my seat to another take the reverb down just a tiny little bit come on open your mouth and pray say i will not lose my seat i will not lose it ah To friend or foe (laughs) to family or enemy declare it i will not lose my seat come on somebody lift your voice till you till you till you sense it coming from the deepest part of you i will not lose my seat to another i will not be replaced i will not be replaceable yes I will not even qualify for replacement. I will be impregnable, impenetrable, irreplaceable. Help me to secure my space in the continuum of the will of God that by my choices, by my actions, by my surrender, la kuravaste vendie kura bandekola. Alamin Jebedi. That heaven would see me as indispensable. Lift your voice and pray somebody. That in this season, heaven would see me as indispensable. That heaven would see me as indispensable to its purposes and its plans. That heaven would see me as unreplaceable in the scheme of its eternal purpose. Shama Katia. Come on, somebody. Help me to secure eternal relevance. Help me to secure favor with man and God. Shabbatela. Kaila sum To secure eternal relevance. Marume kabiato lord in this season help me to punch my ticket to the hall of faith ah let this be known as the days pray put your name the days in which israel lived let these be known as the days of israel as the days of this little boy the days where he yielded where he surrendered. Where he aligned with Zion. For the prophet of the kingdom. Find occasion through me in this season Lord. Find occasion through me. Find occasion through me. Find occasion through me oh God. Let my obedience. Bring your agenda to bear Let my surrender license your glory Help my confirmation to birth transformation Yakubota Erbeden Kurunan kurunanze bahadia Zato and we say thank you in advance we say thank you unto the king eternal unto the reigning king unto the lord almighty be blessed and glory And honor and power world without end now and forever for we belong to you now and forever somebody would you clap your hands all you people and shout unto God with the voice of triumph come on give him praise give him glory give him glory Sakupanante brahitiyakapa. Zetelebrokon de brekista bahada. Oh thank you. Oh thank you. Oh thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. Welcome tonight, everybody. Tonight too. of this year's first week of apostolic emphasis. My name, you'll see my face in a second, my name is Israel Olumide Isiave. It is the privilege and honor of my life to be, as I like to say, the tip of a very long spear. It's a spear called Kingdom Culture Movement. It's an umbrella of family, a conglomerate of ministries, of initiatives of people uh, who share passionately a call to proliferate the kingdom of God in the affairs of the world of men. We have many vehicles of expression. One of them is a weekly uh, uh, a weekly broadcast of teaching, prayer, and the prophetic call, the quorum that has been going on now since june 2021 yes uh, another expression we have is that every uh, quarter we take a week every quarter we take a week called the week of apostolic emphasis the week of apostolic emphasis uh, and it's primarily a time of going to the word of the lord to establish Uh, What God would have us know uh, to lay line upon line, precept upon precept in teaching and in doctrine, but also in prayer and in prophetic and supernatural ministry uh, to set a course for what God is saying to the kingdom, but also to us as a house. And this is the first week of Apostolic Emphasis of 2023. I'm excited. It's also the first Wednesday, so it's supposed to be the first quorum of the year. And so it is fitting that today being a Wednesday is the first quorum of the year. It's also in between the first week of Apostolic Emphasis of the year. And I'm so excited to be coming to you from our London Embassy studio. Now wait for this for the last time, sadly. Uh, but also we're excited about that as well we have been here now for over two years god has planted us here he has grown us here he's given us amazing facilities uh, uh, and and provided for amazing equipment and we've literally built from the ground up a base of apostolic activity a media facility uh, an admin suite uh, community engagement space and and we've literally done great work for the kingdom here on the eastern seaboard or eastern board so eastern side of london near the uh, uh the hangar lane just around the corner from the hangar lane tube station but today is the final broadcast that you will be seeing from this studio the next time you see us online we will not have the background behind us because we will have moved and so we're currently in between facilities but we're packing up right now if you were here it looks like a jungle around me there's boxes there's equipment there's all sorts of things halfway in their packing uh, by the time friday midnight comes we will be out of here completely uh into storage and hopefully before this month is over we will be in our new facilities there's a little bit of a lag in between and i say that because these are exciting times but there are also times of opportunity uh for you to partner with the kingdom of god and so we're going to need to do this this all over again we're going to need to do some refurbishment all over again do some installation all over again Uh, we're moving to facilities that are slightly bigger uh, but slightly less ready for use than where we are right now And so, for those of you who are part of the first uh, uh, Studio uh, Media Project Drive, uh, we thank you for all that you did, and there is another opportunity to give to the purpose of the Lord. The details will be on your screen in a second. They also will be in the video description. Uh, We're not going to belabor it too much, but if you feel led to be a part of this move, uh, and all I will say is God is moving us, it would seem, into a very significant part of the city. I think it's a prophetic area that we are being moved into. Thank you, Chrissy. And so we want all hands on deck. Also, if you have spare time on your hands over the next 48 hours and you live or can get to the city of London, send us an email at contact at kculture.org. Uh, we could find something for you to do. Trust me, it's mayhem up in here, but it's organized chaos. And to the glory of God, we will get it done we have to move because our current landlords are tearing down this facility to build a warehouse We've, we love them and we forgive them for kicking us out to build a warehouse but we understand why they need to do what they need to do uh, and we're moving to somewhere else and it is my hope prayer and belief that this will be the last move we do in london until we are moving into our own property that we own and so over the next year or two we're literally going to put pedal to the metal to raise the finances to buy if possible outright a facility for the lord in the city of london that can be the center and base for apostolic activity with us and through us in the land to God be the glory all right get your Bibles out tonight the theme for the year first of all if I get out the way is the word government as you can see on your screen 2023 is the year of government unto the kingdom sons have been born but this is the year or children have been born sorry but this is the year where sons will be given Monsieur Delores, I received that. I received grace and eloquence for divine utterance. Trust me, because I need it. For those of you who know, I haven't been feeling too well the last week. Talking is painful. Standing sometimes, I feel dizzy. And it's not ceased to shock me how God can bypass the donkey to do great things. In the last week, I have seen God do literal miracles. Literal, literal, documentable miracles while the vessel he was using was fighting for his health. You know and like i shared in liverpool that's one of the ways god reminds you that you are simply a man and that you would be very stupid to claim any of his glory so Delarus, thank you so much for that i received that and so the theme is government uh we are moving into a season as i've been sharing prophetically where the lord has seen it fit to raise children that have been born and give them as sons and in this season a lot of the dealings of God with many of us over the last few years and decades are about to come into focus it is about to make sense like this like they say in my mother's language some of us will say ah oh I hear me it means ah now I get it it's also going to be a year of great falling away you're going to see people who had held on to the horns of the altar of the Lord before, at the last minute missed the boat because they had allowed their hearts be corrupted. This is going to be the year where alignment is tested and rewarded. It'll be a year of recompense and reward. And so when I heard Chrissy say earlier on about praying that no one would take my place, I knew that was the Spirit of God because that's my cry. Lord, having come this far, Let grace lead me home. And the theme for these five days of of the week of apostolic emphasis is Bershith. In the beginning. Uh, Once we're going to go from Tuesday, we started yesterday. We had an amazing time in God. We're going to go all the way to Saturday. And then literally, immediately we are done with the week of apostolic emphasis. We go into a journey of consecration. The first consecration journey of the year. Seven days of fasting and praying. Seven days of pressing into God. We're literally going to take what we discuss, what we, what we study, what we get revealed to us in these days of apostolic emphasis, and we're going to turn it into spiritual altars and transactions in fasting and praying to secure the blessing of the beginning and we're going to end that on the 14th of january with the first forge the forge is uh, the 12 hours of prayer that we run another one of our expressions and we we're going to do the forge listen to me we have a minimum of six forges this year so i say six yes six times this year at minimum we will gather to pray for 24 for 12 hours maybe there'll be one that's 24 who knows and I'm excited because we're literally going to see God manifest all that he has promised and been speaking and we will see the part we have had to play by licensing his kingdom here on earth as in heaven through the platform of prayer and priesthood and I'm so excited And so yesterday we started talking about the concept of beginnings from a spiritual perspective. I will not have time to repeat what I spoke yesterday. So there is a link in the video description, whatever platform you're watching on. There should be a link in the video description unless you're watching via the podcast platform. In that case, you need to come to YouTube, I think, or or one of the YouTube channels or Facebook profiles to find the link. But it is a playlist That will include every single night this week so at the moment it will have today and yesterday i urge you to catch up on all that is being done as we go through finally before we get to the word of the lord tonight uh the kingdom culture uk family is on a 180 day journey through the bible together we're using the bible app we've set up a reading plan if you want to be a part of it send us an email at contact also if you want to be a part of our uk whatsapp family uh, we have a bunch of random crazy wonderful wacky spirit-filled people of whom I am one I'm perhaps the most wacky among them and we just do life together we encourage each other we love each other we're community to each other if you want to be a part of that let us know contact at kculture.org send us your whatsapp number so we can add you to the family to the family. supernatural father touch my tongue my hands my body and my mind tonight birth your agenda wield your power Administer your glory. Manifest your goodness. Call to hearts and minds, and sound an alarm of urgency in the realm of the unseen, that all those who are elect may respond as we ascend tonight. Make us other men by the washing of your word, and even as we go to the throne of grace, let there be power to heal, to deliver, to save, and transform. Let there be yoke breaking destiny changing kratos on display let the energy of your spirit hope uphold us let the dunamis of your spirit lord run hot and let there be exousia and authority to establish outcomes we give you praise in jesus name Alrighty, righty let's come back to genesis chapter one and then we're going to take our journey tonight like i said i am not going to summarize everything we dealt with yesterday you're going to need to go back and listen slash watch to get the full gist but that's not the worst thing in the world is it genesis chapter one says in the beginning god now we know what he did but in the beginning god in the beginning God and then we went to the Hebrew lexicon and we saw that first of all the word in the beginning is the word Rashith the B is an article in Hebrew so the uh, the phrase the beginning Bereshit literally is from this word Rashith but now we says it says in the beginning bara Elohim bara means created we looked at what the word created is yesterday. I will not repeat that. We flogged that to death. But the word Elohim there is an interesting choice. It is not Yahweh, and I, as I have been blew in the face to explain over the last year, Elohim. So Monsieur says emails have not had any correspondence yet. Okay, all right, media uh, uh, admin team, you're on blast. <laughs> Logistics and admin team, the folks are saying that some of them have sent in emails and have not had any response. So uh, Monty Delores, would you do me a favor, uh, Chrissy, send, put, can you put my personal email address on the screen? I'm going to look into what's going on. So if you send me an email, that's my personal email, Delaros. I will make sure that you are followed up on, and I'll also conduct some uh, investigations as to seeing why some of you have not received responses yet. In fairness to my admin team, which is the best in the world, they have had a lot on their plate recently. We've been migrating. We've had to deal with renewing some of our online servers and hosting and also the the move that has been going on while Christmas has been happening as well. So in in their favor or in their defense, it's not been the easiest of times, but I will make sure that we investigate and get back to you. So send me that email and I'll chase it up. And so we looked at the fact thank you Jesus we looked at the fact that the choice of word there Elohim is very very telling because Yahweh is the is is, in quote is the proper noun name for the most high God it would be like calling me Israel even though that name itself is a description, but it is the proper noun assigned to the Most High. The word Elohim is a race or a species of beings. Elohim is the word used in the Hebrew for a non-physical member of creation. and Elohim is any entity that is a spirit that does not primarily dwell in the seen realm. Of course, the word El from which Elohim comes also signifies supernatural ability because a member of the unseen realm will, in its manifestations in the natural world, have certain attributes and powers that go beyond normal mankind or animal kind. And so when you see Elohim in in scripture, don't think about God alone. Sometimes that word is used to refer to the most high, but every time it is used to refer to him it is because it is drawing your attention to elements or attributes of his that all other elohim share are you with me and so in the beginning elohim in the beginning created elohim meaning a beginning in the true sense of the word we did say this yes this is the one thing i'm going to repeat from yesterday is delineated by activity in the unseen realm it is not a beginning because the calendar changes it is not a beginning because you made a new year resolution it is not a beginning because you start doing something new it is only a beginning if there is an impetus For the Unseen Realm and we flogged that to death yesterday with Scripture and I have no intention to go back because of time. Go back and watch yesterday's uh, video. Now I want to develop that train of thought today because if you agree with me and you should after yesterday I think I made that case quite conclusively. I think Scripture made the case conclusively and I simply showed you Scripture's case but if you share that inclination Mm -hmm it then raises a very very interesting thought and that thought is this it means that it is possible to provoke or trigger a beginning if we agree that a beginning is not just a date in the calendar in essence if we agree that a beginning is delineated by from the unseen realm it if you then if and and if you went through the it is written the 45 days 55 days of the the week of apostolic emphasis, plus it is written if you went through all that if you've been following the quorum for the last 18 plus months then you should be excited because you should then realize listen that it must be possible to trigger a beginning Because I think we have established that man has it within his repertoire to provoke activity in the unseen realm by his activity in the scene. Are you with me, somebody? It means you don't have to wait for a beginning now there are moments that are within the sovereign dealings of God there are cycles of time that only Yahweh can control there are times where God says this will be according to my decision and there is very little that you can do about it but then there are also and in fact in my opinion studying scripture and from anecdotal evidence in observing my life and those of those that have gone before me it would seem that there are more beginnings that can be triggered by human activity than are simply sovereign and completely within the control of god for instance the book of john chapter 2 is one such example jesus is approached by his mother and she says to him these people have no wine And he looks at his mama and says something and I am older than Jesus was when he said this to his mother but even at my age I wouldn't try it now look at your mama and say woman oh Lord have mercy she'll remind you that you are boy before she's woman you know I come from a place where even at my age you dare not talk to your mother anyhow but Jesus looked at her and said woman and of course, he wasn't being rude, if you understand the Hebrew culture. I was just joking there. If you understand the Hebrew culture, you, you understand that the statement woman in itself wasn't an insult. It was a, a, a grammatical construct of the culture. But he says, woman, mama, it is not my time. Let's go there, John chapter two. This wasn't part of my journey tonight, but we'll see where the Lord will take us. John chapter two, let's go there real quick. Chrissy, if you can help me out. By the way, I got Chrissy with me in the studio tonight again. Uh, Tony is somewhere in the physical studio, you know, doing some stuff. He's listening in, but he's running around. Like I said, all hands are on deck. We've got to be out of here in 48 hours. Uh, It says, in the third day, the third day third day this is a prophetic statement the third day but i don't have time to teach tonight about the third day there was a marriage in cana of galilee in essence cana of galilee galilee is the environment in which jesus grew up are you listening to me somebody galilee is the state nazareth was the city Uh, but galilee is the is the environment in essence these were probably that's probably why jesus was there these were people who had invited him who knows if they were getting married they were usually gonna be his age or younger this would have been people he either grew up with or who he was older than who looked up to him in essence he was in familiar confines and his mother was there as well so the fact in essence the fact that his mother was there takes away the assumption that maybe they only invited him because he was special because if you know the bible at this point the bible calls this his first miracle at this point he wasn't nothing special so in essence this was this were probably family friends or people in the area and so they invited Jesus and his disciples to the marriage. His mother was there. It says, and when they wanted wine, when they wanted wine, notice when they wanted wine, in essence, they ran out of wine. The word want there doesn't mean they desired, it literally means they lacked wine. In essence, when they lacked wine, Jesus's mother came and probably was appealing to him as a son of hers and also maybe a friend of the people getting married if you're with me say amen in the comment section jesus's mother was appealing to his humanity son these are your friends or at least people who know you enough to have invited you to the wedding and they've run out of wine and i know that there's something you can perhaps do in essence she was conscious of his ability but she was appealing to his humanity. And she said, They lack wine. Let's go back to Chrissy. They have no wine. There's a problem. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, woman, what have I to do with thee now this is a very interesting statement because it is not the only time this statement occurs in the Bible what have I to do with thee there are other times in Scripture where a human being looks at another human being and says what have I to do with you or I have nothing to do with you and I want to give you an assignment for those of you who are looking for Bible study oh my brother Reverend Gideon good to see you sir okay now I have to be on my best behavior uh, Reverend Gideon is around. The Prince of Doctrine is around. Amen. So, uh, if the Prince of Doctrine is around, I need to make sure that my doctrine is on point. So, pray for me, everybody, because I'm going to be marked. I'm only joking. Good to see you, my brother. Uh, and, and so, e- there are other times. Ta- if if you want an a, if you want a scriptural assignment this year, I would I would give you the assignment to find out the other times in Scripture where a human being said something similar. Either what have I? to do with you or i have nothing to do with you or get away from me or in the case of david he follows it up by saying you are too hard for me he's talking about the sons of Zeruah, but but it is not an isolated statement in scripture for someone to say what have now he's talking to his mother jesus is speaking to the woman whose womb he took as his entry port into the earth and so the, the answer would seem to be obvious what have I to do with you Der? I'm your mama but he's making a point here what have I to do with you he's saying you see, this is not a rhetorical question if you look prophetically, now now we, we talked about this before, that there are at least four dimensions, some people would say more, but at least four dimensions on which scripture can be studied. One is the contextual dimension, in a sense, what does it literally say? You know, and, and if, you, if you attempt to jump to number two and three and four, before you go through number one, you end up with heresy. Because two, three, and four must build on one. So you must first ask the question, What is the scripture saying in black and white? I mean what is it forget prophetic understanding some sometimes not all the time sometimes forget Hebrew and Greek you know I love Hebrew and Greek but just what does this say in in in, what's what's the, the textual interpretation sorry what is the text saying? Then you go to the contextual interpretation in essence what is to be understood by what the text is saying in the wider construct of either that chapter that book or the whole bible this is where many of us miss it and this is where preachers get it wrong and and i have gotten it wrong in the past you know the sermons of mine i'm glad are not recorded there are things i said 20 years ago that i want to stay there because as you grow in your understanding of god and in the scripture As an entirety, you come to the understanding that there are contextual issues that must be taken into consideration. You cannot accurately decipher what one scripture is saying if you have not first deciphered what all scripture is saying. The Bible talks about itself, it says that itself is of no private interpretation in essence you cannot privately decide what the bible is saying but also no individual scripture itself can be taken out of context so you must understand the message of the entirety of the bible the bible is one message the bible says of itself holy men wrote as moved or inspired by the spirit of god so there is one author and he is not schizophrenic He would not say something in Genesis and say something else in Leviticus and so the our generation gets into trouble because we have novices who have not paid the price and hear me if you have not gone through the bible back and forth for in my opinion a minimum of a decade you really don't know what it is saying And I, Well, you can you can write me if you want, you know. I'm already in some circles, the old prophet, so hear me. You know, and, and, and my brother's in the comment section, so Reverend Gideon, please, you can let us know if I'm wrong or right. In my opinion, if you have not labored through the trenches of scripture over a significant period of time, and I would say roughly 10 hours as a ballpark, it's not a rule per se, but as a finger in the wind, a uh, 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 number if you have not consistently labored through the entirety of scripture see when you give yourself to scripture a time will come where scripture will begin to give itself to you so 10 years not hours sorry 10 years 10 years thank you for correcting me Christy. 10 years when you give yourself to scripture a time comes where scripture begins to give itself to you when the word of the lord literally begins to come to you because you first came came and what came many times when we see that word came we have not come or come it's a present continuous so when you consistently come to something a day comes where the thing comes to you when you consistently come to scripture a day comes when scripture comes to you when you you consistently come to an instrument and music. A day comes when music comes to you. When you consistently come to the correct understanding of the institution of marriage, a day comes where marriage starts to come to you. Are you with me, somebody? In the same way, when you consistently come to the altar of a spirit being, a day will come where that spirit being will come to you. When you consistently come to masturbation, a day will come where the spirit of sexual perversion will come to you. When you consistently come to pornography, a day will come where the spirit of loss will come to you but when you consistently come to God in prayer he that cometh to God cometh to God must first believe that he is and if he consistently continues with the coming a day will come where he will be rewarded by God for consistently seeking him are you with me so you have textual you have contextual what's what's the and 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 some of us 20 30 years into coming to the bible if the bible is still coming to us every time we read through it another layer of understanding is laid not just of each individual scripture but of the totality of the package of the message of the bible as a unit now the third is what you some people call cultural or historical you must understand that scripture was written in a culture that is for those of us in Europe, 6,000 miles away, and starting from 6,000 years or more ago. In essence, the text and the context itself needs some help by understanding the, the cultural, historical, you can add the word context, of the days and the people in which and to whom scripture was written. You also need to understand that scripture is not a monolith, that there are parts of scripture that are different. Some parts are prose, some are poetry, some are history, some are prophecy, some are epistles, letters that were written to specific people. Does that, so you, you also need to understand what section of scripture am I in and what are the rules for interpreting this particular section of scripture?
2: Hmm.
3: And then the last is what the Hebrews call the sowed, prophetic interpretation of scripture. In essence, when the Spirit of God takes a scripture and says, "Okay, I know this was the context. I know this was the text. I know this was the cultural and historical understanding. But I'm going to use this scripture now to say something supernatural. I'm going to use it as my proceeding word. But listen, while it may not duplicate the text, the context, and the historical and, and cultural context, it cannot violate it. Does that make sense? God may say something with the scripture slightly different from what the original context was, but it must not, in a sense, it can be different, but it cannot be antagonistic. It cannot be opposite. It cannot break the rule of the context. But, like I said, if you come here, if you understand this here, let's go back to the scripture. That was an aside. What have I to do with you? Is deeper than just the text. Let's look at this phrase in the Greek. And by the way, this we've completely gone off the rails from what I was going to share tonight, but I sense the Spirit of God leading us, so we will go. Jesus said, What have no I'm in the wrong verse? It's the next verse I'm looking for. One second. Thank you, Jesus. And so Jesus says, there we go, John chapter two. Woman, what have I to do with you? Let's look at that in the Greek. Lego otus ho usos. In essence, said Jesus unto her, Kai soy upo. Listen. What is the word tis, or teeth? And then, have I to do with you is two words. Imoi kai. Have I to do with is two words emoikai and then the the or you is is soy so in essence what is the question what okay let's look at that word. let's 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 slow down the question what right teeth or teeth as it's pronounced right means who which what it simply means question it's a pronoun of interrog interrogation right as you can see on your screen it simply means i am asking a question i I am questioning something. It could be of a thing, of a person, of a place. Think of it as a question mark. It simply means something is being interrogated here. Right? Okay, so where are we now? I think I just. Uh, let me see. Let me. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. So. Well, Monsio Delarus, uh, we give God the glory. You know, the Bible says a time will come when people will not suffer sound doctrine. And so, once in a while, we need to uh, do a brief Bible school from the pulpit so that our generation does not become one of the ones that lose the rigor of the intellectual approach to Scripture. Everything can't just be prophetic, we also need the rigor of intellectual, uh, spirit led intellectual. Uh, wrestling with scripture. And so then the word uh, soy is the word "thee," as I'll show you in a second. So soy, pronounced soy literally, means you or to you or with you. In essence, it's it's talking about someone else. So we, if we see that those two words are what they are, in a sense, what have I to do with you, right? Have I, what sorry is tith, you or thee is soy. It means, Have I to do with, in essence, the question, What's my connection with? is two words, imoi kai. Let's look at the two words real quick. So, imoi literally means myself, me, or mine. That's what it is. It's literally saying I in the Greek. So, the word have does not appear in the Greek is what I'm trying to show you. The word have does not show up in the Greek. It was added by the English translators to help those of us for whom English is not our first language understand better what's saying, what's being said here. But Jesus literally says, I, what I, tith imoi, and then the, the phrase to do with is one word, kai. It's one word, kai. Let's look at the word kai in the Greek. Kai means likewise, even, indeed, but. Listen, a primary participle having a copulative and sometimes cumulative force. Copulative and cumulative. Jesus literally said, what tis, meaning Jesus is questioning what connection and what grounds for partnership or copulation he and his own mother have in that moment? Are you listening to me? Jesus is—it's not a rhetorical question. It's not because Mary's response shows us that it was not rhetorical. You think it's rhetorical, but Mary understood what he was saying. Jesus was saying, "Mom." woman right this can be done on the basis of my compassion there has to be grounds for our innocence jesus is literally quoting the scripture that says can two work together unless they agree in fact wrong can two work together unless they be agreed in essence he's saying to mary what you're asking for will require a basis in the spirit for us to work together. Are you with me? Say Mary, this mom, this can't be done by a sovereign choice of my compassion. Something there must be a basis for you and I to copulate on this matter. What have I to do with you? In a sense Mary, my hour has not come he's literally saying let's go back there chrissy for my hour to come for my for my elohim nature to be provoked there must be the basis of a corporation there must be a basis for an accord there must be grounds listen there's something you need to bring to the table to activate this new season hmm. now if you read this chapter to the end well not to the end sorry if you read it this portion to verse 11 it says listen this beginning of miracles Someone say this beginning this beginning of miracles now, some people have erroneously said that this was the first miracle Jesus ever did. And I have taught that too. Let me take back the word erroneous. Let me call it disputed. I am not of the opinion any longer, having read the Bible back and forth several times and studied its context, that this was Jesus' first miracle. The Bible did not say this was his first miracle, it says this was the beginning. The beginning the beginning of miracles that he did in Cana now the the, um, the synoptic Gospels Matthew Mark and Luke tell us that he went into the wilderness came b- back from the wilderness went into the temple read from the book and then did a miracle immediately or the synagogue sorry It would seem it would seem it would seem that chronologically that was the first miracle it is debatable but the point I'm making there is even if you believe this was the first miracle the Bible doesn't report it as the first miracle because bear in mind at this time he already had disciples in John chapter 2 the Bible says he already had disciples if you read the synoptic Gospels it would seem that he began to do miracles before he had this in fact the disciples who followed him in the synoptic Gospels seemed to follow him because of his miraculous prodigy in essence he began to do certain things coming back from Jordan for instance Nathaniel, Philip told his brother uh, Philip told Nathaniel, we found the Messiah why because he's doing miracles so these are the reasons why i am of the opinion i may be wrong the bible is not conclusive but it seems to be very suggestive that john chapter 2 could not have been jesus's first ever miracle what it does say is this was the beginning the bereshit to my zimbabwean brothers the (laughs) beginning. that's a joke among my zimbabwean family the beginning of miracles. In essence, this was how a beginning was triggered. This was how a supernatural unseen reality was provoked. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. It says this beginning, meaning there could be more than one beginning, but this particular beginning what we see and it starts with the question what have I to do with thee and like I said if you look at verse 5 Mary's response makes it clear that this is not rhetorical Mary understood what her son was saying he was saying there is something you must do to trigger a beginning <laughs> Delaros, you got it. <laughs> there is something you must do. So I said my mistake. I said, I mean it's my Southern African brothers and sisters, not Zimbabwean, my Southern African, but I keep you know forgetting because I love you guys so much. I, I see you as one entity in my prayer times. But but yes. Um, so like I was saying, he was saying, Mary. There's no, be- see, this thing, in essence, you are trying to trigger a beginning. See, beginnings are hard. Hear me, somebody. Let me take a step back. Beginnings are not easy. There are things that will run easily once you break into them. But to start a season, it takes far more effort to set something in motion. Than to sustain it in science we call it escape velocity once a shuttle is past the gravitational pull of the earth it takes comparatively very less much less energy to keep it moving in orbit but to break into something to to start something to begin a spiritual cycle Requires a special level of force. Jesus was saying, Mary, <laughs> uh, once I start, once this begins, once the miraculous phase of my ministry kicks in, some things will flow naturally. But to get this going, it will require something more than just compassion. What have I to do with thee? What's the basis for our association listen to me um i'm being mischievous now to all the so-called high value men and all the so-called modern women the question of the hour right is what are you bringing to the table Mm. that's the question that the elohim race asks what are you bringing to the table? Because you will notice that even in the first beginning recorded in Scripture, Genesis 1, not chronologically I mean in, in the order of Scripture, that had no human involvement, all God could do was create. He did not form until man had been created. And he said to man, you have dominion so creation was only fully complete in genesis 2 when the bible says there was a man to look after the earth there's a message there the spirit realm is looking at the natural realm and saying what are you bringing to the table when a beginning is to be birthed listen to me When a beginning is to be birthed, the question goes that we see in Isaiah 6, who shall go for us? Who will partner with us? Whose whose shoulders can we place the responsibility for the human natural portion of what a beginning will require? Let's look at Mary's answer. Mary says to the servants, notice she does not respond to Jesus verbally. All right, guys, it's a bit noisy over there. Mary says to the servants, O lavina mahatia. Too many of us weary God by disturbing Him when our effort would better be served acting on what He said. Mary answers God with her actions. Because, like we looked at last year, spirits don't speak English, they speak many languages, or, they, or their language, should I say, has many components of its syntax and one of them is actions very few things communicate louder in the realm of the spirit than consistent act and actions, listen actions that carry consistency and or conviction when a man does something with consistency and or conviction it is always almost always a language In the realm of the spirit Mary looks at them and she says whatever he says unto you do are you hearing me Mary's response to the question what have I to do with you is whatever he says unto you do so the answer to Jesus's question of what have I to do with you is very simple. It's the same answer that Eli taught Samuel in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. He says, when that spirit comes back, that Elohim that was brooding around your room at the beginning when he comes back say speak Lord for your servant is listening the Hebrew actually adds and will obey or suggests sorry because the word for listening in the Hebrew in first Samuel 2 means active listening listening with the intention of picking something to respond to in essence hear me mary said what you and i will have in common is that i will be at attention at a ready to act and respond to whatever you will instigate And I taught you guys this on the very first day of the quorum, 18 months ago, that it is a very expensive currency that must be spent for a spirit being to begin to act and move in the realm of men. It is is gold dust to the spirit world. It requires a significant investment of capital for a spirit being to begin to find expression in the earth. And so they will begin by testing to see if the human beings by whom they need to engage at expression have the ability to sustain something called a burden. No spirit wants to waste its time and effort only to find out that the man or men, through him it wants to find expression, don't have the staying power and the alignment with its name. In essence, every spirit requires on earth as it is in its dimension of heaven. Are you listening to me, somebody? Every spirit, every Elohim requires it to be on earth as it is in its own portion of heaven. So it it needs a human cooperation to create an atmosphere by behavior by consistency, by character by alignment that gives it maximum expression are you hearing me somebody i've driven a few vehicles in my life I've driven a skateboard. I've driven skates, yes. I've driven a, a scooter, a bicycle, a, a moped. Uh, my, mom sh- my mom, if my mom vibrates she probably shoot me when she finds me. But against her instructions uh, in my teen years, I actually did drive once a motorcycle. I've driven cars, buses, heavy goods vans. Are you hearing me, somebody? The only two things I have not driven, three are a ship, a plane, and a helicopter and I am aware that as a human being some vehicles lend themselves better some vehicles are more comfortable for a human being to drive than others if I want to get from here to Sheffield I don't want to use a bicycle it's not fast enough it's not comfortable enough it doesn't insulate me enough from the elements it's not it's not uh, lubricated enough in the fact that That's the wrong word the suspension system is not good enough I'll feel every bump and bruise I can fall off and hurt my knee and so spirits find very quickly that there are levels of expression in the earth and the ultimate vehicle for a spirit in the earth is a human being or group of human beings that are aligned someone say aligned with the spirits dimension of reality So when a spirit wants to use a man, it starts to brood. It starts to reveal itself to the man. It starts to try to shape that man's life and behavior, the man's reality, in line with the spirit's reality. So there is minimum resistance when it begins to move through the man. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hmm. Think about this. One human being, the madman of Gadara, housed in see, one human being was a sufficient container for a number of demon spirits that three thousand pigs could not withstand. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Le pruranta is copranante. They said to the man, Our name is Legion, for we are many. Right? Legion, for we are what? Many. And when a Legion a legion in the Roman uh, army is a minimum of one to 3,000. They were comfortable in one human being. They could find full expression in one human being i am they could engage in territorial see because the, if you read that scripture it's actually some insight into territorial warfare jesus was coming from the other side of the sea on his way there there was a storm why something said don't come when he showed up through the storm the first person who visited him in essence jesus as a divine dignitary jesus as a political entity turned up and the ruler the real ruler of that region met him at the seashore when the president comes to town it's the governor who meets him and then they said remember i told you to study the bible when it says when a man asked somebody asked what have i to do with you the demons asked the exact same question to jesus they asked the exact same question what have we to do with you and that man had been giving maximum expression to that demonic horde for years and when they came out of one al- now notice the man's life aligned with them the bible says he caught himself and he dwelt in tombs in essence the, the fact that the man's lifestyle had been given to the re- in essence, the man was giving them on earth a very very comfortable expression for what they were doing on the other realm why these were beings of affliction these were beings of darkness these were beings from a realm called sheol if you study i, I wish i had Tatanite. tonight if you study the origin of demons demons are not fallen angels that's all i'll tell you for tonight <speaking> If you study their origin and where they come from and the clues the Bible gives there is a realm where the Bible says what they came from currently dwells it's called the Rephaim in a place called Sheol hell and so they were doing on earth as it was in the second heaven the man was dwelling in a graveyard why the human the the, the earthly uh, uh, corresponding metaphor for hell and Sheol And because one human being lived in full alignment, a minimum of a thousand to three thousand spirits were comfortable they could find expression. And when Jesus cast them out, listen, two thousand pigs. Listen, what is a pig? Notice notice the demons didn't go for any other animal but a pig they went for the next best thing they could find they went for an animal that that matched to some degree their spiritual reality a dirty animal an unclean animal an animal with no hygiene an animal with no discipline an animal that would eat anything and everything an animal that would go everywhere an animal that would be comfortable in just about any environment And 2,000 pigs could not sufficiently contain what one aligned human being did. Thank you, Holy Ghost. (laughs) 2,000 pigs could not give an equivalent level of expression to what one aligned human being did. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, somebody? And the demons asked Jesus the same question. What have, in essence, son of David, what have we to do with you? What basis could there possibly be for our connection? In essence, Jesus, your 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 agenda is so completely disaligned from ours that one of us will have to give. That's the question he asked Mary. And Mary had the right answer. Monte Ros, that is also correct. The, the aligned human being is by far the best mood of expression for the unseen realm. Write that down. A human being that will give himself to the dictate, in essence, a human being who will allow his life, ah, help me. Help me, Holy Ghost. How did I arrive here tonight again? But, but you know what? Uh, rabbits uh, or, or, or leopards don't change their spots. You know, this is my primary campaign. You know, this is my, see, as an apostle in the Lord's church, this is my primary strand of apostolicity. It is to teach a generation and show a generation and, and prove to a generation that heaven requires. what some of us call alignment some call recalibration some call consecration is a is not an end in itself it is the means by which god finds expression in the essence, uh, when a human being allows his reality be doctored to line up with the reality of a spirit that becomes by far the greatest and most beneficial vehicle of expression For the unseen realm in essence listen to me somebody in essence if you will trigger a beginning a spirit will look down and find a man and say that's my boy that's my girl a spirit will suddenly wake up and say oh my god i see an environment on the earth i see behaviors on the earth i see a lifestyle on the earth i see on earth as it is in heaven now i can begin to do We call these men and women fathers or references in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I write unto you, young men, you overcome. I write unto you, listen, uh, uh, children, your sins are forgiven. uh, But to the father. Others. you have known him you have done business with him in essence, there are men when, see, when something will begin when heaven will find expression for a new thing it will find and choose a human being who will allow his life and reality become adjusted to fit fully on earth a heavenly pattern mary said whatever he says to do do it and Jesus' time came immediately the moment listen she did not tell them go and tell him we will do what you say Mm -mm. there is no record of them going to jesus to say sir you know we are written no The moment Jesus discerned alignment in the room the moment Jesus discerned surrender in the room the moment Jesus discerned expectant obedience in the room his time came the Bible says now there were six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews in essence waters that what pots Listen, pots that held water that were used for ceremonial cleansing. And Jesus says, Get me those pots. And this principle, ladies and gentlemen, is hiding in plain sight throughout Scripture. Hiding in plain sight throughout Scripture. But I want to show you two examples. Tonight, before we pray, I don't know if we will prophesy tonight, but we will pray. Two examples in scripture. And I'm picking these two examples because the Bible mentions them in what I call the great relay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All glory to you. The great relay of faith. I told you this before that if you will understand what Scripture is saying about certain things, right? You need to study for men. Oh, lavina kurababa, you need to study for men before you get to hebrews 12 that says let's lay aside every weight and run the race that beseech us and i beseech you therefore brethren by 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 the mercy of god before you get to the place uh, so <coughs> no that's the wrong one sorry before you get to the place where it talks about um no 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 Let's go to Hebrews 12. Okay, I'm quoting Romans 12 in place of Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing as we are compassed with a great cloud of witnesses, let's run every weight, let's lay aside every weight, and the sin that besets us, two different things, and let's run with patience the race set before us. Now, bear in mind, it's saying there's a race set before us. You cannot understand this race if you don't find out about the people who ran the legs before you. Now, listen, the Bible says, now faith, verse 11, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith, 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 the faith you and I caught, anyhow, is a substance, understanding substance, legal um, uh, locus standi and ratio descendai. We've looked at that in the past, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the, we looked at this yesterday. The worlds were framed, the word is ion, the sea. Seasons were framed. In essence, God doesn't frame just cosmoses. He frames seasons. Uh, he he shapes them. He bounds. He creates the boundaries, the frame. And uh, we look at it, it means to repair. To substantiate, in essence, God builds seasons by the word of God, and He does this by transporting things that are not seen into the seen realm, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The Bible then gives us a relay we must understand. The first man who ran is called Abel by faith abel offered unto god a more excellent sacrifice this is the first guy not adam not adam god does in essence god is saying if you're going to understand how to create a new season how to frame a new ion how to start a new beginning or beginning the first person you must study is abel by faith, Abel offered unto God a more, in essence, this was the first instance scripture wants us to understand of how a man framed a world, framed a season, how the, uns, in essence, the first time a human being participated with bringing an unseen reality into the seen world, God says, study Abel. He offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Not just by what he did, not just by not smoking or drinking, but he did something that triggered the tag of righteousness. Listen, God testifying of his gifts, and by what he did, he being dead yet speaks. This is the first leg of the relay. A more excellent sacrifice. Abel tapped into an economy where he realized I can provoke God by something called an altar. Abel said, I can trigger a beginning, I can get the attention of a spirit by building an altar, listen, but I can't just offer anything on that altar. There is a prescription. And when Cain began to get in his feelings, God asked him, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? Meaning this was not guesswork. God was saying to Cain, you should know what I want. (coughs) There had been a communication somewhere along the line where God had instructed either Cain and Abel directly or maybe their father Adam and Adam had passed it on to them. But God was saying to Cain, see, if you do what is right, meaning if you follow instructions, will you not be accepted? There's no need to kill your brother. He had passed it i have learned oh see i've walked with this god a little while and i've learned ladies and gentlemen that he truly is no respect of persons now the bible says every nation has their seasons of coming forth in essence every 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 person every people so god may have different seasons for me and you and he may have different sovereign agendas in essence in terms of the sovereignty of what he does with us it may be different does that make sense? God may choose to do with me something different than he may choose to do with Reverend Gideon, for instance, as an act of his sovereignty. But God will not personally or privately show any, any different level of intimacy or favor to me than he will to Reverend Gideon if we both do the same thing in response to his demand. He is no respecter of person. If you do what somebody else did, you will find what the person found. And of course, it's not the exact thing because doing what the other person did, I've not known God to give two different people the exact same set of instructions over the course of their entire lives. In essence, if you have the same level of yieldedness to God's demands as the other man does, God will reveal the same level of himself to both of you by faith Abel offered Abel is the first leg of this relay race Abel then passes the baton to somebody else uh you know you know that the bible says that when Abel was killed by Cain Eve had a second a third son and the bible says she named him Seth listen She named him Seth. Why? Because she said, God has given me a replacement for Abel. In essence, the line of Seth can be seen as the line of Abel. And seven generations later, a man called Enoch emerges. By faith, Enoch was translated, listen, that he should not see death or corruption. Why? Because God had translated him, listen, for before he had this Testimony that he pleased God. Enoch pleased God before there was a cross, before there was a Calvary, before there was a Holy Spirit. It was possible in the days of Enoch. In essence, God wasn't asking for too much. Enoch pleased God. Listen. For without faith, it is, how do you please him? It is impossible to please him. For We quote this scripture not realizing it was talking about Enoch. In essence, this scripture is using Enoch as an example of how you and I can enter the same economy. He that cometh to God, the word cometh means he that will consistently come to God, must believe that God exists, listen, and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, that word diligent is one of the few times a word is correctly translated from Greek or Hebrew to English and yet is misunderstood. Let's look at the word diligently because it does not mean hard work. Many of us think of diligently as, ah, with effort. No! Diligence doesn't speak as much about effort as it does about prescription. It's the word exiteo. Exiteo means to seek out listen to search for to investigate scrutinize to demand back or to require somebody say require two words ek right the word ek means to come out of or to come into it's a proposition right ek is a preposition and then the second word is the word that gives the game away It's the word zeteo. Zeteo means to seek in order to find. Listen, to seek a thing in order to find out by thinking, meditating, reasoning, to inquire into. Someone say inquire into. To seek, require, or demand. To demand something from someone. That's the clue. Now, I did some research years ago, and I found out that English actually correctly Correctly English, correctly translates this word. Now let's look at what the word diligent is in English. For many of you, it will shock you. If you look, if you see diligent, right? Okay, in English. Let's look at the Cambridge Dictionary. Careful and using a lot of effort. Listen, done in a careful, detailed wait let's 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 blow this up done in a careful and detailed way in essence ladies and gentlemen diligence is less about effort and more about prescription you do something diligently when you do it according to the prescribed prescribed requirements Show me a man diligent in his ways see listen many of you have worked hard and you have not even stood in the presence of a Paul bearer, much less a king many of you have worked hard right for years and no you, so so it is not your effort that will put you before kings it is your diligence show me a man diligent diligent in essence a man who can follow instructions who can do things according to order a man who can discipline himself to follow a recipe for life why because partnering with the spirit realm requires diligence more than it requires effort spirits have ocd i hear me spirits have OCD spirits are particular they are they are idiosyncratic they have preferences and they will not adjust to you you must adjust to them and the king of all spirits is no different in fact the fact that he is the king spirit makes him even more idiosyncratic so Abel discovered the principle of the sacrifice by instruction. He passed the baton to Enoch and Enoch discovered the principle of seeking God diligently according to the prescribed requirement or the required prescription. Are you with me somebody? Are you with me somebody? all right let's go the third leg of the relay what am i doing here yeah he was alone yeah okay so those was the first two legs Abel passed the baton to Enoch Abel showed us sacrifice that is required It's not just that you make a sacrifice it's by the fact that you follow the instruction enoch showed us that god is idiosyncratic and must be sought diligently then they passed the baton to a guy called noah noah being warned of god of things not seen moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house now noah takes this even deeper Noah is asked to build something that took him a hundred, listen, and twenty years to construct. It took Noah a hundred and twenty years. Are you listening to me, somebody? It took Noah a hundred and twenty years to build one thing like i told i told us yesterday some of us can't walk with god because we have spiritual adhd god and noah were running one project there was one proceeding word for 120 years think about that there was one proceeding word for 120 years in noah's life no Noah lived a boring life he woke up every morning and asked God what are you saying and God said back to the ark <laughs> and not only was it a long period it was a very idiosyncratic project everything had to be done according to very extreme very extreme Instructions had to be a certain height, a certain width, certain materials. He had to take in certain numbers of animals. Are you hearing me? See, God is showing because the literal definition of faith is walking with the spirit. Let me just define that in same way. Faith is literally the ability to walk. Now, God faith. Is the ability to walk with God. Right? Okay, so it's the the journey of partnership with a spirit. Abel starts off by receiving one instruction and obeying. Enoch takes it further by diligently seeking, meaning lining up his life by instructions. Noah goes on 120. No, no one Noah's the now on a project with God. Noah is the first of the, the first of the relay race that God gives what you and I would call an a bespoke call. And it is idiosyncratic. And then Noah hands over to Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, looked at that word. Remember? Kaleod in the Greek. Called to go out into a place which he would eventually receive as an inheritance. He went out, didn't know where he was going. By faith, he sojourned in that land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tent tabernacles, with two generations, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the promise. For he was looking for a city which had found... Abraham was looking for a civilization. In essence, the, the job was to create an earthly replica of the culture of heaven that we eventually saw in the cult, your premise of the nation of Israel. Are you with me? God says, okay, now let's take sacrifice, let's take diligent pursuit, let's take the ability to follow idiosyncratic instructions to design a project for my agenda, let's now domicile it into a culture that an entire nation can grow out of. These are the first four legs does that make sense this is the this is the legacy of men who triggered beginnings Mm. Mm. and so you now you understand what happened in Genesis 8 when Noah came out of the ark Noah understood see remember Noah took the baton from Enoch who took it from Abel so Noah said ah the world is upside down relax noah says, no sweat we will call for a beginning and what was the beginning an altar noah built an altar and offered one of every clean animal what's a clean animal an animal that meets god's standards a clean animal is an animal that meets god's requirements and the bible said god spoke in genesis nine was it eight sorry and said never again will we destroy the earth with a flood and then he said to remind me because i know you all are so crazy that you do some things that'll make me want to destroy you again i'm going to put something called a rainbow and every time there's rain and i see that in essence god empty god enters a co- let's look at this together let's look at it. Genesis Genesis Bereshit the book of beginnings in Genesis 8 verse 1 God remembered Abraham in essence and Elohim decided he wanted to do something he remembered Abraham and he began the process of stopping the flood but Abraham had to do something Essence, God was asking Abraham, What have I to do with you? Abraham, your move, and he, uh, no, Noah, sorry, not Abraham, Noah, Noah, Noah. And Noah, who was part of this divine relay race, says, I understand. And in verse 20, Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast. And so Noah marries both sacrifice and diligence. He marries both sacrifice and instructions and offers burnt offerings on the altar and the lord smelt a sweet savor and the lord said in his heart i will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake in essence a new beginning while the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat summer and winter day and night shall not cease and then in verse chapter 9 verse 1 listen and god blessed Noah and his sons And repeated the same instructions from Genesis 1. In essence, Genesis 9 is a new beginning. Why? Because a man understood how to provoke a spirit. Be fruitful, multiply and replenish. There's no more more need to say subdue and have dominion. Because Adam has already lost the dominion mandate, number one. But the first three instructions are given: fruitful, multiply. three of the first four? Fruitful, multiply and replenish. Then he speaks a lower level of dominion, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon everything. And everything I'll give as meat. In essence, he's saying I'm still going to give you dominion, but it'll take calvary to restore what Adam lost fully. But you still have a level of dominion. In essence, God starts again. Now, God remembered him in Genesis 8. In essence, in the beginning, Elohim. But it, like Jesus asked Mary, God was asking Noah indirectly, what have I to do with you? Noah says, I know exactly what you have to do with me. It's called faith. In essence, fastidious, idiosyncratic, obedience, and alignment to your agenda. And of course, we then get to Genesis chapter 12, where we see the final man in the relay abraham and the lord had said unto abraham and even though he had said nothing changed and it took abraham the whole of genesis 12 and the whole of genesis 13 and the whole of genesis 14 and the whole of genesis 15. listen in 15 god comes in verse 1 and says fear not i am your shield and in essence in verses 15 we looked at yesterday right what happens at the beginning a preceding word the word of the lord comes so in verse 15 verse 1 the word of the lord came and said fear not meaning you're already afraid <laughs> every time god tells a man fear not he means he's afraid i am your shield and your great reward but it says after these things what things what things what things ah, the things of genesis 12 13 and 14 in 12 genesis 12 abraham partially obeys in genesis 13 abraham goes to egypt and corrupts instruction and in genesis 14 something happens lot is under tr- lot is in trouble there's the war of the five kings against the four kings right and abraham takes his soldiers to get Lot back he meets Melchizedek on the way the Bible says Melchizedek blesses Abraham the priest of God Hebrew history suggests that this is the man Shem the most high blessed be Abraham of the most high possessor of heaven and earth blessed be the most high in a sense God is telling Abraham I want to bless you God is literally saying to Abraham what do we have what have I to do with you as you can see God is instigating and Abraham responds look at the response look at the response look at the response Abraham first gives him a tithe and then when the king of Sodom says to Abraham, give me the persons, take the goods, Abraham says to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hands to the Lord, the Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. Which one? The one Melchizedek just spoke to him about. He says, I made a deal with God, listen, that I will not take from you a thread, even to a shoe latchet. And I will not take anything that, in a sense, they will, I want nothing of your perverse economy. I will come out from among you and be separate, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. It was after those things, God says, ah, this guy is starting to learn our economy. That the Lord then appears and says, Abraham, you know those things you walked away from because of your covenant to me? Fear not, I am your shield. I will protect you from those armies and I will reward you. 2023 will be a year for men who know how to do business in deep waters men who know how to trigger and manage beginnings because you can trigger it begin- many of you have triggered beginnings before you did something once you 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 obeyed one instruction you gave one seed you you on under- you you sacrificed one thing you 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 surrender to one signal persecution. You you triggered a beginning on knowing and you did not know how to manage it. Well ladies and gentlemen, you manage beginnings the same way you trigger them. Lift your voice with me tonight. We'll continue tomorrow with the word. But open your mouth tonight and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Mazivra kure kurita vina <speaking> kutabalia tine temantes kaba. Lete eprete ma uta. Rikiti brakunan zebreketia. Jebebebetia la kuriabata. Zibrekonan sapatia. Ikurakunela biata. Say, Lord, I receive grace in this season to do business with the unseen realm. I receive grace to do business with the unseen world. In the beginning, Elohim, hear me, ladies and gentlemen, I say this like I know my name. There are unseen beings at attention in this season from both heaven and hell, the unseen world is more eager to act than the world of men. The question is, who will go for us? Where are the children that were born that are ready to be given as sons? This is not a year where you will seek God without finding him. This is a year of sudden and speedy and consistent feedback. This is a year of supernatural partnership. This is a season where heaven is looking for divine agents that it can line up with. In essence, it will not take as much effort this year as it took in previous years. It took so much effort in those seasons because God was training a people are you hearing me god was deep god god was adjusting us but in this season see and and that's why see write this down as a word for the year this will be the year of the 11th hour workers there are people who were sitting around doing nothing who will enter deep dimensions of divine economy this year simply because they were available when jesus came looking and many people and you and i will not be one of them who have been slogging through for years some people will fall by the wayside because they will faint in their well-doing and therefore they will not reap be not weary in well-doing for you will you will you will you will reap if you faint not This is going to be a season of divine suddenly hear me nations will be born in a day ah akia nations families spiritual tribes ministerial clans men and women will emerge seemingly overnight because heaven is at attention in this season waiting the eyes of God are going to and fro the earth looking for men whose hearts are perfect. Not See, hear me. I, I, I am a preacher of holiness and purity, but it didn't say whose lives, whose hearts. In essence, God is not looking for the man who does all the right things. He's looking for the man whose heart is correctly aligned. Because the man who's correctly aligned will eventually start to do all the right things in his life. He's looking for idiosyncratic surrender. Men and women who understand the way of an altar. And what is the way of an altar? It is the lineage of Abel to Abraham. It's not just prayer. It's not just sowing. It's not just sacrificial life. It's a fastidious desire to line up with your reality, To create on earth suitable abode for the reality of a spirit in the unseen realm. It is the on earth as it is in heaven. It is what God told Moses, build the tabernacle. What tabernacle? The Bible says in the New Testament, you and I are tabernacles. Build it according to the heavenly pattern. And you notice that there was no glory on day one. No glory on day two. No glory on day three. No glory on day four. See, God's glory doesn't come gradually. It comes instrumentally. Hear me. The glory of God doesn't come sequentially or gradually, it comes in discrete, finite instalment. There is either a level of glory or there is not. There is no increase. Are you hearing me? When, when there is a dimension of submission and alignment with the divine pattern, then there is an instalment of glory that is released. And when the tabernacle was finished. The same as when the temple was finished. The Bible says the priests, what priests? The people who understood idiosyncratic lifestyles of the altar. They could not stand to minister. In essence, a time comes where God says, that altar you've been building, now step aside. And the God is saying, it's not the altar that will house me per se. The altar will just show me that when I show up, there is a people who can manage me. will overwhelm your alignment i will overwhelm your consecration i will overwhelm your surrender see this see this is a year where all the people who've been saying "Uh -uh, your own is too much they will come and say please show me how to be much because heaven yes i told you it's a year of recompense and reward heaven will settle scores and even though see see people like me you know we're on a pulpit you think oh yes i can say some of you who've been some of you who've been even more idiosyncratically surrendered than some of us have been some of you have been in the secret place plugging away without the benefit of a platform heaven will expose you with glory this year and those of us who have the platform we have a season to go back and be sure that the things we do are not for show hear me <laughs> ah maria like i said before there is no extra benefit in the kingdom to being a preacher it is simply one of many job descriptions are you hearing me being a preacher is a job description the way it's being a mother or a father in the natural realm or being a banker or being or being a whatever it is it is an office and god will reward each of us according to our faithfulness to the office not according to the office we were given open your mouth and say father i am ready pray it has pleased god this year that the chronological gregorian calendar will line up with a spiritual season where god is ready to begin notice he is ready to begin he cannot begin just because he is ready to begin there will be people like mary people like abraham people like noah people like samuel his hand will be provoked because he finds a people made ready for the lord father find me worthy lift your voice and pray finish the work in me give me grace Let my natural disposition be one of a lying surrender. Let my active, my active yieldedness provoke the beginning of your dealings. Write new chapters through your exploits, first in and then through my life. Let me become a point of reference for generations to come begin in me begin through me and then begin for me kalino raikatamanzu prokoteli atavantostabati el come on pray let, let let's take 2 minutes somebody and cry out to the lord tonight shavani kele bobotia zaruma zaruma mama ndediete Zebredo Rabande Sikelediata Nado Jabadi Aeto Aeto Sikalaburiata Nantebredi Nantebredi Ilako Roko Sifra Katiparadaika Arbadandere Meretina Nanandere Shabade help us Lord we're ready but help us we believe help our unbelief we're ready help our unreadiness we're surrendered enough to receive grace for you to help our lack of surrender We're yielded just enough to qualify for the grace that will help and staff our unyieldedness. For unto you be all glory, honor and power, now and forever. For we belong to you. We belong to you. Kababati Father, in this house, in this house, in this house, Lord. See, this is why we set aside pretty much the first few months of every year. You see, that it's one thing after the other. And and this year, you can complain. It's okay. We don't. It's not. It's not by force. Those of us who want to ro- go on a journey, we know what we're looking for wake up apostolic emphasis after that on Sunday we go straight into the consecration journey after that we end with the forge and then it is one shift after the other this year we have six forges minimum six maybe more but minimum six why because there is a beginning and we are we are ready to like Noah God has remembered us but we will build an altar Like Abraham we will make a covenant like Enoch we will be diligent in our seeking of the Lord we will follow like like Mary we will follow prescribed requirements and required prescriptions God would say of Abraham in 18 Genesis 18 let's end there for tonight Genesis 18 Genesis 18 let's go there Chrissy for we end tonight and the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him listen for i know him that he will command his children and his household ladies and gentlemen this year your apostle is on one mm-hmm. i am going to be on one and they shall keep 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 see see, see the language they shall keep the way of the lord it's an active Consistent, progressive, regular thing. so not a once and for all thing. They shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon. In essence, there are things which the Lord has spoken that he cannot bring until there is this level of fastidious alignment. Help me, Lord father help me Mm. even the preacher asks for help let this be the year of divine alignment with every proceeding word yesterday we established we must seek the proceeding word today we've established we must align with it Kaniya we must let it regulate our reality Abraham said to Chedoloma, the king. The Sodom the king of Sodom, sorry, he said. He said, the Lord said if he to come out of my father's house and he would make me. He said, He said, King of Sodom, you cannot make me. You see, see how a man in today's age we would say, ah, you know, let's just apply wisdom. Fastidious, idiosyncratic surrender. let it be so and in this year nations will arise as they give themselves to instructions see there are divine instructions for nations of the earth in this season and god is looking for men who will mine those instructions zion and declare them on the rooftop and as nations and cities and communities will yield to these instructions there will be supernatural transformations of seasons and fortunes. Again, shall the king hear the word of the Lord at the mouth of the prophet and not the other way around. A word is enough for the wise. Father, thank you for tonight, day two. We ask your presence on the last three days of this journey And then the seven days next week of the consecration journey. Build deeper, higher, further, greater. We yield to you and we give you glory. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Some clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph all right we're back tomorrow i will be coming to you from uh home studio tomorrow tonight is our last broadcast from the london embassy studio uh like i announced at the beginning it's a bittersweet moment i remember my first night in this space it was roughly around this time uh we recorded a prayer meeting we had here it was empty and over the last year and a half, two years, we've seen God fill it. We've seen Him refurbish it. We've seen Him uh, staff it and 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 furnish it with with state-of-the-art uh, equipment, facilities, and state-of-the-art people, uh, who administratively, media-wise, prophetically, spiritually, have labored to build God's kingdom from this spot. Uh, we are moving out over the next four hours and so we said for those of you who uh, believe that the Lord has assigned you to stand with us financially as a house this is a good time to do so uh, storage fees transport fees uh, uh, refurbishment fees where we're going and it's a slightly bigger space so we have the chance to do more things for instance where we're going we are act- here we have a broadcast studio alone there we're actually going to have the space to build a, a, a musical studio facility uh, we want to open up an enterprise zone to to believers in the city who can come and use the facility as their primary place of business administration. Uh, We have plans for all sorts of things. And we are also officially beginning, we began last year, our, uh, our building fund because when we leave this new place, we want to be buying, if possible for cash, a facility for the Lord in the city of London that will do his name praise. And so as God leads you tonight, your offering, your task, regular giving, but also those of you who are Kingdom Builder Partners, if you want to become a Kingdom Builder Partner, uh, send us an email. Christy, help me out at kingdombuilders@kculture.org, and we will be sending to our Kingdom Builder Partners a bit more information over the next week about this move and the new premise and what we want to do, premises and what we want to do with it. Of course all the other projects we have are currently ongoing, the Kenya orphanage, I I would love us, uh, we have been planning to start an orphanage in the north of Nigeria, specifically in the city of Kaduna or the state of Kaduna now for a year and a half, almost two years. I would love this to be the year that we do. We haven't done yet because we want to make sure that we don't start one and then in that dilute our pool of resources for the other and so we want to see that we have the level of financial support to maintain the orphanage in Kisi, kenya and then start a new one in kaduna nigeria so that is going on as well we have a fund that we use to support missionaries and kingdom ministers around the world as we are able to and as is given to from time to time that is going on as well. Everything that we do, if you want to find out about this, write to us, KingdomBuilders at kculture.org. Monte Delarus, where's the new place? All we will say for now is, it is in the it is, it is in London proper. We won't say anything, from the, in essence, it's not in Greater London, it's in London proper. So it is within the boundaries of the A406. Uh, once we have the keys in our hands, then we will announce, and then we will say, come and see what the Lord has done. Oh, my brother is still here, Reverend Gideon. Bless you. Love you, sir. Uh, I, I know you guys are going on a journey at the Fortress Ministries as well. I was there the other night. Uh, there is a program going on called Refresh at the Fortress Ministries. If you search for uh Reverend Gideon Odoma uh Official, I believe it is, uh, on YouTube, you will find their YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that channel, it will bless you and do you good. Uh, And I I recommend wholeheartedly that as many people as have the time, I believe their times are slightly different from ours, are able to journey with them and double dip. This is the year where double dipping is allowed as long as you know your company. It's not the year to go drink from every fountain. Not every fountain is safe. But it's the year to drink from as many fountains as are safe. And one of the ways you know that a fountain is safe is that the leadership... And the spiritual tribe in which God has put you resonates with it. We have found a family uh, all the way in Joss with the Fortress Ministries. And we love you. We celebrate you. And we see ourselves as part of a wider spiritual tribe. Lift your hands, everybody. As you give your offering, lift your hands. And let's pronounce the blessing of the Lord tonight. Father, strength for whom strength. Grace for whom grace. Wisdom for whom wisdom. Might for whom might. Direction for whom direction. You know, the Holy Spirit just reminded me of something. Um, Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, Reverend Gideon and the Fortress Ministries are building an amazing edifice to the Lord in the city of Jos in Nigeria. I've seen the pictures. If you understand Nigeria and its economy, what they're doing there is a miracle. As, As we stand just shy of... Almost a billion naira, at the last time I was aware, at least 800 million naira had been sunk into that facility. No begging, no stressing, no, you know, no gimmicks, no tricks. Uh, they had their first event there over Christmas, a Christmas carol. The place isn't finished, but it was done enough to have it. It's amazing. Uh, and, and there are plans already to expand it. That's all I can say in public. Uh, now, if you are interested in being a part of that project, I want to give it my endorsement. Uh, we plan as a house in Kingdom Culture to write our name somewhere on a piece, on a, maybe on a brick somewhere in the building by our own little um, uh, widow's mite. But if the Lord lays on your heart to do that, please do so. If you need information on how you can get a seat to them, write to us at contact at kculture.org and we will point you in their direction it's going to be a year of establishment in the body of christ and one of the things god showed me is god will bless spiritual families and tribes and movements with property this year as a sign of establishment and so we celebrate with our siblings over there as part of the first fruit and everybody who wants to be a part of that you do so with our utmost blessing Father, let this be a year of establishment. And even for your people in famine, like you said, you will give property. With the interest rates high here in the UK, men and women will own property for the first time and expand their portfolios. As a prophetic sign of a season of establishment, we thank you and we bless you in the precious name of Jesus. Bless you, everybody. Love you. Have an amazing night. See you tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Jesus' name.
0: God had a better way. You can stay on the floor. You can stay here if you want to stay. Just sit here. Ready. He has called you to
2: liberty.
0: <laughs> he has called you to freedom. Yeah. He has called you to liberty. You are now free, you are. He's called you to liberty. His way is better. He's called you to liberty. He's called you to freedom. He's called you to liberty. Oh, his way is better. His way is better. His way is better. He's called me to liberty. He's called me to freedom. you are sure come on say